0: Years ago, if you had asked me 10 years ago what my future would be, I would say that my my dreams were simple, but they were smaller and now they're Mm. much bigger and I never pictured that for myself. I never thought that was even possible for someone like me. I grew up not poor, but I would say a lower middle class and money was very tight. I had a lot of brothers and sisters and it was always needs, never wants. Seeing that there's going to be a lot of options and very cool opportunities in my future, it's it's just beyond my wildest dreams. It's, it's exciting.
1: My name is Allison Baggerly, creator of Inspire Budget, and I'm on a mission to help women live their best life and reach their money goals. Join me here for inspiring conversations to help you learn more about budgeting, saving money, paying off debt, and investing for your future. You'll be hearing not only from me, but others along the way that have a story and voice to share. Let's dive in. Today on this podcast episode, I am having Marilee Spigner join us. She is one of the first accounts that I started following on Instagram whenever I started Inspired Budget. Lee is a wife, mom of three, and small business owner who brings to her audience financial education that is simple and easy to implement. She focuses on debt payoff, saving, budgeting, and investing for the future. She believes that every family that has a plan and a budget will be successful and be able to achieve more with their money than they ever dreamed possible. Let's not wait any longer. Here's Merrily. Welcome Merrily to the Inspire Budget Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for having me, Allison. I'm excited. Yes. And I've been following you on Instagram for, gosh, maybe three years. Yeah, I think I've been following you 3 or 4 years. Yeah. yeah. So, I feel like I've kind of watched your your financial story unfold and it's been very exciting. But for anyone who doesn't know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your money story? Yeah, so my name is Mary Lee and I started
0: a financial journey about 4 to 5 years ago. My husband and I were in college and we didn't have any money. We were really broke living on student loans, living off of government assistance and things like that. And he was about to graduate college and start his first full-time job. And at this time we already had two young kids, you know, we had a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And so we we were so excited to start this new full-time job. I thought we were going to have all this money and then I'd be able to go (laughs) shopping at target and pottery barn and just, you know, live the dream. And I was so excited about that. And what I found was that after he started his job several months in, we still had no money every month. Mm-hmm. Even with this great new paycheck, we were always broke. And I was so frustrated. It was so confusing. And I finally decided to do a deep dive into our finances to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. And it was at that time that I added up our debt for the first time and discovered that we had over $70,000 of debt and our minimum payments. We were making them every month, but I just didn't even notice them We're yeah. over 30- $1,300 a month in minimum payment. No wonder we had no money. We were <laughs> oh so gosh. broke because our debt was just sucking all of our paycheck away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, did that include your mortgage or no? Those minimum no. payments?
1: No. At that time, we didn't even have a mortgage. Yeah. So we were renting at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like very similar to us. We had over 100000 and it was $1,400 a month for those minimum payments. And that was more than our mortgage at the time. And it is a lot of money to go to debt. So you realize, okay, we have all of this debt. I'm not able to spend money the way I want to this idea that you had of what your life would look like. What was that feeling like when you realized that you had $70,000 worth of debt?
0: It was scary and frustrating. And I was disappointed. I think disappointment was one of the main feelings that I had.
1: Interesting.
0: Okay. So then what was the debt? What was the majority of it? mostly student loans, a little bit of credit card and a little Mm -hmm. bit of car debt But I think over $65,000 was my husband's and my student loans. Yeah.
1: So were you disappointed that you had taken out student loans or were you more disappointed that you couldn't enjoy the money that he was now bringing home?
0: Yeah. Disappointed that we couldn't enjoy the money that he's now (laughs) bringing home. And, And I I bet a lot of people experience this at the time that we were taking out these student loans. We were 18, 19, 20. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think we had to pay them back. I was just so naive. (gasps) That was me. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. I just assumed like, Oh, they can't make us pay this back. It's going to be forgiven. I don't know where Mm -hmm. that idea came from, but it wasn't until that deferment period ends Mm -hmm. after graduating college that it hit me that every dollar we had to pay back. And that was rough.
1: Yeah. And I think that this comes from just a lack of someone sitting you down and walking you through it. I distinctly remember my mom in conversation saying, you know, you're going to have to pay this back. It's going to come eventually. And I was just like, Psh, whatever, mom, like, you don't know, you you don't. just be quiet. Let me live my life. <laughs> and I was in the same boat, just not aware. And honestly, if you look at, I don't know if you've even done this. I was driving with my, my kids and my husband in the car the other day. And my son said, oh, you know, I think here's here's where I think I want to go to college. And it's where I went to college. And my husband said, oh, that's great. You know, your mom and I are going to be able to pay for your college. And I'm like, wait, what? No, wait, (laughs) hold on. And I was like, well, we might not be able to pay for all of it. Um, And I looked up. I, I was like, I don't think you understand, Matt, exactly how much college is now. And I looked it up. And for one semester at the same state in-state university I went to is four times the price that I, that I paid. Wow. I know. So tuition, just tuition and fees was about 3000 a semester. And now it's over 12,000 a semester. So I'm like, these people that are graduating right now, there's just no way you're graduating with so much debt that it can be paralyzing. It's, it's scary. The student loan situation is very scary. So you realize you have all this debt, you're very disappointed. And at that point, what did you do? So at that
0: point, as I decided, we have to make a change. I want this money to be ours every month. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be paying debt like this forever. I want to become completely debt free so that we can keep this money for ourselves every month. Mm -hmm. And at the time I thought we would spend it, you know, once we pay off all our debt, we can spend (laughs) it. And now that we've evolved a little bit, we were a little bit more responsible than that. We spend some of it. So we decided to get on a budget. It was the first time I had ever really successfully done a budget where I was planning out our spending before the month even began and got us on a budget, got us on a plan to be debt free in less than three years. And we just got to work, working hard, working side hustles when we could to make extra money Mm -hmm. and paying down our debt as quickly as possible using mostly the debt snowball method, but changing it up a little bit when needed.
1: So was your husband on board during this time? He was, but he, he has a little bit of different way that he would prefer to do things. So
0: I kind of had to teach him a little bit about Dave Ramsey at the time is who really inspired us Mm -hmm. in in the beginnings. And so I kind of had to teach him a little bit about that. And then he, he got excited about it, but he is very into finance as well, achieving right high ambitious things with our finances, but he would just do it a totally different way than me. He was on board, but it wasn't long before he didn't really want to pay off our debt anymore. And he preferred to start investing. So we did actually start to do that later That's on. Awesome. So we've had our ups and downs as far as getting exactly on the same right. page, but we both want the same thing ultimately. This financial freedom. And isn't it
1: hard though, to get two people that have their own opinions about money, about something that's so intimate, truly, to get you on the same page. That can be difficult. But it's I, I like how you said we both want the same thing. And so when you when you're looking at it through that lens, I think it's easier to hear what someone else wants to do, and then try to find a compromise. So you started your Instagram account, which is where I found you and your blog before you actually became debt-free. What was your motivation? Was your motivation to start this to keep you on track? Was your motivation to start it and monetize it? Give me some information about that.
0: So my Instagram is at easy underscore budget. And that was the very beginning of us sharing our financial journey publicly. And I originally went to Instagram to find community. Mm-hmm. I was a young mom with young kids. I was already on Instagram. So I was looking for other people that were paying off debt and making sacrifices and really interested in budgeting to see if I could get some momentum and inspiration. The original goal behind it was just to share my journey mm-hmm. and have other people inspire me and me inspire them. That was the original And it wasn't long before I realized that I had kind of a gift and a knack for this and that I could share resources with people Mm -hmm. and inspire people.
1: So it kind of evolved from there. I love it. And then you're still doing that today, right?
0: Yeah. Yes,
1: I am. Yeah. I love it. Oh, my gosh. And does that help provide like some extra income for you guys now? It does. I used to kind of think of it as a side hustle, but now I would think of it more as a
0: small business. It's still something I'm constantly working on. But yes, it does provide additional income for us.
1: Yeah. I used to think of my business as a side hustle too. And I realized when I was saying that it almost was downgrading my dreams because I was doing it on the side of teaching. I thought, oh, this is just a side hustle. But ultimately I had plans. I had plans when I started. I want to, this to replace my job. And so I think it's wonderful to think of it as a small business. And what's great is you're actually helping people. You really are. You're so motivating. I love how real and authentic you are about your numbers and about your budgeting process. Y'all did it. You became debt-free. Did you make it in that three-year time window, like that time period you had set? We did. Actually, our original goal was 18 months, but that was a quite ambitious goal. (laughs) It
0: was very, very ambitious. And so what I found was that having an ambitious goal, and even though we didn't meet it exactly, it took us two years and eight months to pay off all our debt. We didn't Mm -hmm. meet it exactly, but having an ambitious goal actually helps me push Mm -hmm. myself. And so I
1: I have no regrets about that. That's awesome. So I think that's very interesting because I feel like having an ambitious goal like that would make me feel like every month I'm failing, but you saw it as every month I'm getting one step closer to that 18 months. Yes. And, and that's just, a, I think, a difference in personalities. And so mm-hmm. I think it's important
0: to kind of know which one you are. Are you motivated by a really ambitious goal that even if mm-hmm. you fall short a little bit, you're still happy because you know you're making more right. progress than you would? Or would you rather set a really realistic goal that you know you can achieve so that once you achieve it, you have that boost in your momentum and confidence. And for yeah. me, the ambitious goal was better. I like to think of the quote, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. That's kind of how it felt for me.
1: Okay. I like that. See, for me, I set the realistic goal and we beat that goal. But my thought was I, my goal is to pay off more debt than I did last month. Okay, last month I sent $2,000 to debt. Can I send $2,050? So for me, it was like this month by month process of saying, can I beat what I did last month? And if I didn't, it was fine. But it was always looking at kind of just comparing myself to my past abilities, I guess. So I love what you said, though, find what works for you, because everybody's motivated by different things. So your family is debt free. And what's on the horizon now? Because I know y'all also just announced some exciting information.
0: Yeah, so very recently, my husband actually left his nine to five job. And now we are completely self employed through doing investment real estate. So it's mm-hmm. both a business and an investment. And that's just something that that my husband is very, very interested in. He's a serial entrepreneur that just has a lot of ideas. And that was one yeah. of his business ideas that I was on board with. So we went with it. Some of his other ideas were not as good in my opinion. Uh, oh, my um, gosh.
1: I almost <laughs> want to know what the other ideas were. Like, I mean, what does it yeah, make the oh cut gosh. with
0: Merrily? <laughs> There's so many things. I can't even get into it right now. We've done a lot of weird things. He did scrap metal for a little while. And he was boiling down people's deer skulls to turn them into those things that you put on your wall as a sign. for a little. I'm telling you, he's done everything. And this was one idea that he had doing investment real estate that I was like, you know what? This is a good one. Yeah. This this is the one that
1: stuck. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um we were able to invest enough money over the last two years. We've been pretty much living the exact same lifestyle we were living while we were in paying off our debt. Very, Mm -hmm. very small budget to invest as much money as we possibly could into real estate. So now we're generating enough income, passive income from the rents. And also we help manage them. These are large apartment type mm-hmm. properties. It's enough for us to live off of. So we're doing that now. And our goal is to keep growing that business and those investments mm-hmm. over the next two, three, five years by investing probably around 40% of our income, that number maybe okay. higher or lower. And so that eventually we can be
1: completely passive and, and retire in our thirties. Wow. Y'all are basically buying properties with other people. Is this correct? Correct. So we help other people invest in real estate basically. So they,
0: we find the property, manage the property, do all the legwork And we own part of the properties. We put our own money into these properties too. So we have some skin in the game Mm -hmm. and then other people can invest in the properties as well. And it's our job to make sure that they're getting a return on their investment. And we are as well. And so this is a whole kind of niche of real estate. There are so many ways to invest in real estate, but this is a very Mm -hmm. specific niche
1: that we've just embraced and, and we're moving forward on. And you have one of the properties you own is an apartment complex. Yeah, several. What wow. Y'all own several, like, are these massive ones? Or are they smaller? Like, give me an idea of like the number of units. It's very, it's very interesting. It is
0: interesting. We have some of everything. So we, our first property was a duplex that we bought. Just, it was so cheap and it was in a horrible condition. And we renovated it from top to, to bottom. And we still own that. Mm-hmm. We have everything from a 40 unit complex to a over 200 unit complex. So wow. we've got a little bit of everything. And whenever there's a great opportunity, we take it.
1: I guess my question is so, all of these investments now, because y'all manage everything, so you get paid also to manage it. You get because other other people are more hands off than y'all. Y'all are hands on right now. And so that was able to replace his income as an engineer, right?
0: Exactly right.
1: That's awesome. I want to know what is the best thing about managing a property? Like, let's just say you're duplex, because I feel like that's something doable. People could invest in a duplex and, and house hack and, and sell it or sorry, not sell it, rent it out and everything like that. Is that something you enjoy? And then what's, what is the hardest part about it? And then I'm guessing the, what is the most rewarding part would hopefully be the income, right? That's a great question. I think the best part about it is that
0: my husband just really enjoys it. He Mm -hmm. really likes doing it. And so even though it's, He's working just as hard now as he was when he was an engineer, but it's something that he feels is very fulfilling. And we mm-hmm. also feel that we're providing a service to people in our community. So yeah, they're paying the rent, obviously, but we're providing a place to live for real people and we're improving every apartment when we buy it. Our goal is to improve it over time and so we're providing mm-hmm. better housing for our community. And the great upside of real estate is that there's multiple ways to earn income from it. So the cash flow is mm-hmm. obviously we don't own these properties in cash they have mortgages and mm-hmm. so we have after the mortgages are paid and all the expenses are the, on the property are paid there's some profit there that's called the cash flow we're also making money through the management and then the properties appreciate over time so over right. time they're growing in value 10 20 years the loans are going to be paid off they've gone up quite a bit in value and we're still mm-hmm. getting cash flow so the best part is that there's multiple different ways to make money. And I think the hardest part is just that it's real work. We're not passive right now. We're very (laughs) active right now. So he's still working long hours. Mm -hmm. He's dealing with angry tenants and problems with projects and contractors. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's really challenging, but it's the kind of
1: challenges that he seems to get fulfillment from. Right. He enjoys it. It brings him joy. So then at what point do you, do you pull back from that? That's a really good question and we don't have an answer yet. (laughs) That's fair. We don't 100% agree on
0: on exactly what our path is gonna be going Mm -hmm. forward. We hope to get to a place in the next few years where we're financially independent, but whether Mm -hmm. we actually retire, that might never happen because work is fulfilling in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And and so it's not something that we ever necessarily plan to be totally hands-off on, but I do hope that as our business grows, We can hand off some of the difficult work by Mm -hmm. hiring people to do that. And and over time, we can become more
1: passive if we choose to as things grow. So, yeah. See, See, that's one of my things is I want to get to the point where I'm financially independent, but... I still want to do something. I still want to work. And I've asked my husband, do you want to retire early or when you retire, do you want to be done? And he's like, he can retire at 51. I think maybe it's, maybe it's 52. I don't remember as a teacher. And he's like, I'm not going to be ready to stop. I'm, I'm going to need something to do. So I'll retire as a teacher and I'll move into something else. I'll do something. I mean, you know, that's where the, the joy of having those options comes in because by that time we should be more than set when it comes to our finances and he can choose he can Absolutely. choose to do something that's fulfilling for him no matter how much it's paid but I don't see him sitting around
0: the house yeah I, I completely agree it's all about work being optional and working if mm-hmm. that's fulfilling or doing charity if that's what's fulfilling exactly. to you or working part-time mm-hmm. you know there's so many options
1: Yes. And that's my thing is I feel so like so many people think, well, if I'm not going to retire early, why invest? But maybe you don't want to retire early. Maybe you just want to go down to part time work. Maybe you want to only work 20 hours a week instead of 40 hours a week or 10 hours a week. Just being able to have that flexibility can be wonderful when that moment hits but it's almost like we're doing this for our future selves and we don't know what our future selves want. So why do it? True. <laughs> true. But in terms of all of this financial journey, because not only have you paid off debt, but you've invested, you've created this business, you're entrepreneurs. I mean, you know, this is a big journey that is honestly what I, I think it's incredible. What has been the hardest part from the moment you started to where you are now? What would you say has been the hardest part? Two things. One would be having the discipline to say no, not
0: yet to things that mm. we wanted really bad yeah, because we saw something greater to come in the future. And so that's discipline that I'm still practicing today. No, not yet. This is more important right now. Don't spend your money on this thing. So that discipline. And then the other thing I would say it has been, and still is just compromising and agreeing with my husband on how much to spend and what path to take. And even what the Mm -hmm. end goal is, it's just, we're constantly talking and trying to compromise and Mm -hmm. convince each other. And, and we've both made compromises. And so that's, that's been challenging, but it's also, there's also some growth happening there, I think for each Mm -hmm. of us, but it is not always easy. And we're still Mm -hmm. in that right now.
1: Yeah. So then what's been the most rewarding part of this? If you think since that moment when you totaled up your debt to now, what has been the most rewarding part of it? I think seeing that my future is actually
0: going to be better than I ever dreamed of for myself. Years ago, if you had asked me 10 years ago what my future would be, I would say that my my dreams were simple but they were smaller and now they're mm-hmm. much bigger and I never pictured that for myself. I never thought that was even possible for someone like me. I grew up not poor but I would say a lower middle class and money was very mm-hmm. tight. I had a lot of brothers and sisters and it was always needs never wants. Seeing that there's going to be a lot of options and very cool opportunities in my future, it's it's just beyond my wildest dreams. It's it's exciting.
1: That's so awesome. I think that it's hard to give yourself permission to dream when you your eyes aren't open to what's a possibility and it sounds like 10 years ago you weren't even open to the thought the possibility of that and you're like look at how your life has changed that's Wonderful. Well, I can't wait to continue to watch you grow and, and watch your family story unfold and, and see the investment properties that you're dealing with. I think it's very, very exciting. I don't think I could convince my husband. I've, I've talked to him about doing, <laughs> doing homes or like flipping homes or, you know, things like that. Cause he's very much likes to work with his hands. He's like, no, I just don't. He would rather just invest in index funds, which is yeah. fine. I'm not complaining about that, but to each their own. And I'm, I'm excited to almost see it through your eyes and live, live vicariously through you. <laughs> I always ask these same three questions at the end of my interview, and I want to know the first one is, what is one thing on your bucket list that you want to do? I would love to go to Europe
0: with my husband.
1: So no kids,
0: just <laughs> me. I've been to Europe before, but I just want to go with him and experience that. And travel is not something that we've really been able to do a lot of together. So mm-hmm. Europe with my husband.
1: Is there a specific place in Europe or just get you get you there? Just Europe in general. Yeah. He really wants to go to Germany. And so I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm up for that. Sounds great. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, see, that's that same thing. I've been to Europe. My husband has not. I want us to go together. He wants to go to England. That's his thing. He really wants to go to England. So
0: England is amazing. So
1: Yes. Okay. So you have three hours to do whatever you want. No distractions. What do you do with those three hours? I would
0: go to a movie by myself. I love going to the movies. I know there it's been rough the last year, the movie theaters being closed mm-hmm. and stuff, but I love going to the movies by myself. No kids, no husband, just me and some popcorn, and it's the best time.
1: Oh my gosh, I like that. I need to do that. I don't I, I don't it's even very sad I can't time. even remember the last time I've been to a movie. Isn't that so sad? <laughs> okay. Um, and then I would love for you to complete this sentence. My favorite thing I've ever spent money on is either my MacBook or my handheld Dyson
0: vacuum, which is just epic. I love it.
1: Okay. Your handheld Dyson vacuum. Is it like just a small little small one? No. It's so we have,
0: we have all hard floors in our house, tile okay. and hard floors, no carpet except our rugs. And so it's just like a stick vacuum that's wireless oh. and it charges on the wall. And then it goes and has a lot of suction and I vacuum all my hardwoods and tile. And then I put a different
1: head on it and I vacuum my carpets with it. So. Cool. Yeah. So it was, it was a good investment. It was a great investment, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me and go ahead and share with the listeners where they can find you. Thank you
0: so much. You can find me mostly on Instagram at easy underscore budget, or you can also find me on my website, which is easybudgetblog.com. And I share lots of resources and free tools there on budgeting, paying off debt, making money,
1: all kinds of great things like that. Great. And I'll be sure to link to all of that in the show notes. So thanks for joining Marilee. I appreciate it. Thanks, Allison. Wow. I just loved this podcast episode because I feel like it gave, you know, just anyone listening permission to dream bigger than maybe you ever thought was possible. Ultimately, I hope that this episode helps you live your best life and reach your money goals. See you next week.